0: Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin Bastard Hashem Shalom by number 335. Um, marriage cannot survive on chemistry. Very often, people make the mistake that when they're dating or the beginning of their marriage and they have a real deep relationship, it seems, or they're, they're really there's a spark there and they connect and they feel like one and one starts off a sentence and the other one finishes the sentence and all that beautiful things. Um, that they believe that once they have that, this is it, and there's nothing that could break us, and we're here and strong. And the truth be told, the reality is is that that's not the case. Marriage cannot survive on chemistry alone. If someone was able to have it, wonderful. And it could be used as as a stepping stone to build a marriage further and deeper. Those who did not experience this chemistry... While they were dating or even in the beginning of their marriage, doesn't mean there's anything wrong. Doesn't mean it's not their zivic. Doesn't mean anything like that. And you see that once you work hard on a marriage, that part of that chemistry and that spark does get ignited. So with everyone they have a different experience. But it's definitely overrated. We're gonna talk in different Shioram about how when a there's dating period and in the beginning stages of a relationship, there's a infatuation period. That there is basically a lot of chemicals going on in the brain and that creates that connection. And that's the chemistry that we're talking about. But some of it is real, some of it is not real. And regardless, it's not um, something that's sustainable. The most important thing in any marriage, whether you had good, good chemistry, not good chemistry, it makes no difference. You don't rely on that. You realize that a relationship, and to build on the marriage, what makes it survive is not chemistry at all. There is working together to learn how to be comfortable with each other. There is working together to develop a real affection. A real affection means not necessarily this passion or this chemistry, but a more lasting thing than that. A real, genuine, friendly, heartwarming, deep affection Towards one another. That takes work. That If it's something that comes automatic, that hits your brain and her brain and you're connected that way, that's not real affection. Real affection is developed over time with hard work, with learning about each other, with listening and talking to each other. Also, mutual respect. Very often people who have tremendous chemistry when they were, you know, first connected with each other, If they don't work on mutually respecting each other, it could lead to disaster. And a lot of marriages that had great chemistry unfortunately deteriorated. And a lot of marriages that may have not had great chemistry but were working through it became beautiful and developed a certain level of chemistry that is more real. And the mutual respect... Learning to respect one another, husband to wife, wife to husband, is very, very important. The sharing of common goals, the sharing of values, how your values align, the similar vision you have in serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yes, each one has a different way of going about their daily lives, and that's true. But if you have common goals and you work towards them together, that is sustainable. These things that we're discussing here lasts lasts for real, real affection, beyond passion, real mutual respect, common share goals, and also, very important, is accepting the way you are, not trying to change a person. Of course, you grow together, but you accept the flaws of the other individual and who you are, who she is, who, who your husband is, who your wife is, and... You don't try to change each other. You try to work on yourselves and become better together. The desire for each other to learn and grow, to grow with your husband, to grow with your wife, all of these things we're talking about here are all more important than chemistry or that spark or whatever you want to call it because these things are everlasting. They last forever. They're not like that flickering light that as bright as it may be, like that kerosene that you throw on the fire that blows up a tremendous fire, but then very much uh, gets extinguished pretty quickly. That's what chemistry is very often, the ones that are known to exist in the early part of dating or marriage. But when you decide whether you had it, whether you didn't have it, that I'm going to work on it now, plant the seeds to have beautiful pay rise, to have beautiful uh, results from it, that is what's everlasting. So if someone had that bracha and they were zaycha to this, what they call unbelievable connection or clicking, then use that as a motivation to work now on real work that needs to be, that needs to be worked on. That is so, so important. And it cannot be uh, emphasized enough. To be generous with your time, to spend time with one another, to have Real, like we said, affection. Don't shut off each other when you're irritated. But to give of each other. All of these are tremendous in helping in a marriage. And that lasts. That even when the chemistry fades somewhat, that lasts. And that's very important to know. On the other side of it is, is for those who did not experience that chemistry or they feel it was lost, or in general in marriage when things get rough, that's not a simon that it's not a good marriage, chas v'shalom. It's not a simon that it's not yazivik. It's so often, this is one of the greatest errors people make when, when Hashem puts tests in a marriage and there are bumps in the road and things get difficult for a time. And they come to these wrong conclusions. Oh, this means that it's not meant to be. This means that the you know uh, we made a mistake or whatever it is. False, what it is a simonon is Hashem is saying to you here this is an opportunity. Life has bumps, life has the and just like life overall, in any the individual life, has the in the marriage together, a husband and wife they will have tests. That does not mean it's not a good marriage or is not a potentially good marriage, it does not mean it's not yazivic. You never give up on and, and don't give in to that notion no matter what. It is very important to be strong when these situations come up, to hang in there, to work, on each, to work with each other. You're both good people. You can talk to a rav if you need help. You talk to a therapist if you need help. But you continue to work with each other. And you daven, and you do your shtadlis. And the self-work that each one does for, in a real, real way does wonders in transforming a marriage, whether it had chemistry, whether it didn't have chemistry. makes no difference. So again, remember this, that if, and don't look, be jealous and looking at other marriages or other people. First of all, in public, very often, what you see is not necessarily what really is. And even if you seem to see that it is real, first of all, be happy for them. And not be so insecure about your own, abilities and your own or in your own marriage you focus on yourself and you focus on your marriage and you don't look at anyone else and you say to yourself Hashem placed me here and I'm going to build over here. I'm going to build where I am. Like it's brought down, the famous vart from the Chavitz Chaim "Rachal na'alecha ma'al raglacha Take, He told him to take his shoes, because where you are, Admas Where you are is a holy ground. It's a a haskel, that wherever you are, you can make Admas Kodesh. And you could, in your own home, in your own marriage, you could be Admas Kodesh. Another thing to remember when there are bumps in the road in the marriage. Another thing that the Chafetz Chaim says in Parsha Shemais, in Gimel, talks about Parashat Shemais when um, Hashem told Moshe, you put your hand in his, he put his hand in his pocket or in his cheik and what came out, it was taras. He was full of leprosy, his hand. And then Hashem told him, Hoshev yot put it back in your, your pocket. And then he took it out and it was clear. It returned to its normal state. So the Chafetz Chaim says here a tremendous yesoid. It's a one-liner in Shemira HaSaloshin at the end of Perak Gimel of Cheilak mm-hmm. Shani. He says there, Leharo mm-hmm. this comes to teach you, Shloi hacheik ha It was not the pocket or the cheik that caused that taras. The proof of that is is that when he put it back in again, it healed. It is the sin that created the and when you remove that sin then the pocket itself, that chek becomes a vehicle to heal your hand so in other words, that very pocket that you put in and you took it out, it was taras. you see, you blame the pocket I put it in there, that's what caused the taras. Hashem told them the next minute, no, no, no put it back in there and it went out and it got healed so it's not the pocket that created the taras It's not the pocket that removed the tzaras. It's not the cheik that caused the taras The cheit was goyrim. When you remove the cheit, then the pocket itself will create the refuah. It's similar concept you have in Parshish Chukas where very strange thing, the nechoshim, the snakes bit them, and... Hashem said, they, they did tshuva, and Hashem said, uh, build a, a big snake, let them look at it, and they'll live. And again, very strange. You would think Hashem would say, put up a sign, put up a sign, um, you know, and they should look at that sign that Hashem should have made. There's nothing more than the Rabbinic Shleilam. Hashem is always here. They'll give them the Munah to realize that the snake is not what caused the damage. But no, Hashem put the very snake up there and that, that caused the pain, caused the death, caused the poison. And Hashem says, now you look at that snake and you will live. What is Hashem trying to tell them? Same concept. That don't think that is the snake that caused the problem. It was the Lashon Hara that you spoke against me and against Moshe Rabbeinu. That's what caused the issue. The snake was just, just a shliach. But when you correct that and Hara, when you do tshufa, you look at that very snake that you're looking at, that caused you that bite and caused so many deaths, you will look at it straight, and it'll be a source of your refuah. Because the truth is, is the refuah is coming from me. I use the snake as a shliach, just like I use the snake as a shliach to kill I could use the snake as a shliach to heal. That's not what it's about. It's about me. The same thing applies in marriages. Very often there is blame. My wife is the cause of all my agmas nefesh in my life. My husband is the cause of the agmas nefesh in my life. And you point out that's the problem. That's the problem. In reality, what Hashem is saying over here is, Shaloi, it's not your spouse that causes the pain in your life. It's the chait. it's the self-correction that's needed, the tefillas that are needed, the self-work that's needed, the self, you know, um, um, introspection. What does Hashem want from me here? What do I need to correct? What is Hashem trying to tell me? He's trying to tell me I need to fix something. And you work on it, and you daven for it, and you grow. And then when you do that, and Hashem sees that you mean business, and you're working on it, then that very spouse, that very husband and wife that you thought was the source of your pain will transform and become the source of your greatest nachas in your life. The Nitziv talks about it also, Azer Kenegdai. Very often the Azer, the help, comes from a little bit of the Kenegdai of the Shlemus, of the opposite personalities, to trying to, to learn, to integrate. And that's what Hashem is trying to teach you. Hashem is a Taiva Maitiv, he wants what's best for you. And Hashem wants you to enjoy your marriage, and to use it as the biggest matana that He gives you. And sometimes there are bumps in the road. Sometimes there's chemistry in the beginning, and that could be a very big nesyan too. Because if someone had good chemistry and they clicked very well, and there, and seems things to be running beautifully, the big nesyan is is that if you rely on that then you come to a point where you're not going to work on yourself or work on your relationship with your wife and with your husband. And ultimately, through life, things will, bumps will happen and they won't have what to stand on. The chemistry goes away and now what do we have? We didn't work on it. We didn't create the foundation. We didn't create that bond. So it falls apart. The good news is, is even if that happened, you don't give up and you create that foundation now. And for those that have some type of a Khalisha sadas, because they didn't feel, they knew it was Basharit, nice person, but they didn't feel that real deep connection. Not to have Khalisha sadas from that. Not to feel bad about it. adaraba what Hashem is telling you is, you feel it now, you don't feel it now. What you do is, is you do, you keep my mitzvahs, you act like me. Mahu, Rachum, I'm compassionate, you be compassionate. I, I, and uh, try to be compassionate towards my wife, Knesset Yisrael, you, husband, be compassionate towards your wife and the wife be compassionate to your husband. And you do that, I'll put bracha in your home. You don't worry about the chemistry that was there or not there. I'm going to give you real chemistry, a real chemistry that comes from a kium, from an everlasting love, something that lasts, that no matter what bumps there are in the road, it'll stay, it'll be sustained, it'll be forever. And that is the Musa to learn From the sheer and the things that were brought about here Is that chemistry cannot sustain a marriage If someone never had it Doesn't mean a marriage is something off Everyone has that to work on what they need to work on And when there are bumps in the road Not to blame your spouse not to blame yourself, frankly, either, other than for the purpose of saying, what can I learn from this experience? What is Hashem trying to tell me? And you daven for it. Hashem, please help me learn the lessons I need to learn. And then you work through it, and then you see, Mamish, that this Thing. If you have resentment now And you think this is such a major problem You'll see it will transform That'll be the biggest brach in your life So many things in life When you look back You thought originally I thought in the beginning This was a big problem I thought in the beginning This is one of the worst things That can happen to me I thought in the beginning That when this happened That Hashem was trying to punish me In reality you see it's reverse over time you see that that very thing that caused Agmas Nefesh, like at Hila, became the biggest bracha in the world. Similar to the bitter waters that actually became sweet. Similar to that, the Mishkan, according to most Mufarshim and the Hashras Hashchina there came dafka because of the tshuva that happened after the negativity of the cheta Egel. Very often this happens in our lives, where the things that are, are, are hard for us turns into the most beautiful things in the world. And may we all be zeichet to see that, that we're able to see that when we have challenges and we work through them, that's where the biggest bracha lies. And in every marriage, that's such great potential when working on oneself towards it. And you HaKadosh Baruch Hu towards it. It could be and it is potentially the biggest bracha that you can experience in your life. And may you all be able to, as Hashem, experience it in a physical, tangible, open way. Bracha slacha